Yeah, it's a good it's a good story too. It's interesting. I actually hitchhiked across Canada. This is like 2007 or 2006, 2007, 2008. Okay, so I dropped out of college. I hitchhiked across Canada, and I happened to go through uh, Kamloops, British Columbia, and then I came back to school, finished my senior year, medaled at Big Tens, and and did pretty well. And then I I saw on there was this old throws forum, and it was you know. Anatoly Bunderchuk's looking for athletes to train to sort of be, you know, think about like a fight camp. This is going to be the fight camp for Dylan Armstrong, who was the Canadian shot put, like the beast for 2007. You know, I went up there in 2007 and, and we were going to be like his support group, essentially. Um, and there was, I want to say four of us as shot putters, a couple other hammer throwers went up there and I, I moved you know, worked at a, a bar the whole time, but I, the, and, and to try and help fund the entire ish, the, the entire training sis, like situation. And I think for me, it was I wanted to go there and get blown away and like have everything change. Uh, for me, as far as as far as strength and conditioning was concerned, I grew up where my dad, you know, we would go to the local grocery store and he would let me get like uh, muscle fitness and he would let me buy. Um, <laughs> You know, the old school, like, bodybuilding magazines, like, um, I'm trying to think, like, some yeah. of the other ones, like, just the old school stuff, like... Flex magazine? Flex. I remember those. Yeah, Flex was the big one that we would get all, all the time. And then I had, a, <laughs> I had a high school strength coach who was into powerlifting, and he was into weightlifting. And so I had a pretty decent background. I was really fortunate that my dad was into lifting. My dad wrestled, so he, he had, like, a bodybuilding s sort of background. But then when I went up to train with Dr. B, it was like, all right, this is your program. This is what you're going to do in the morning. And then you're going to come in the afternoon and you're going to do this. And it's going to be, you're going to do a power snatch. You're going to do a bench. You're going to do a reverse hyper. You're going to do a quarter squat. You're going to do, you know, a dumbbell step up. And then, you know, we're going to throw a cinder block, a concrete block. And then you're going to come in the afternoon. You're going to do that again. And then you're going to come tomorrow and you're going to do the same workout again. And you're going to come in the afternoon. You're going to do the same workout again. And so we literally did the exact same workouts for, I want to say the first six weeks there, I, I, I did the same workout morning, evening, back to back to back to back. And I'm like, dude, what, when is this going to stop? And then we changed to like a morning workout, a night and a nighttime workout. But those workouts were the same day to day. And so what I learned was you didn't need as much, at, at least at the elite level, you did not need as much absolute strength as I previously thought. Um, and ironically, I've sort of like, come back around where I actually think that I actually think you do need a little bit more than I thought than when I was with Dr. B. But I think the main point of that engagement and, and learning scenario was culture matters the most. The group that you're around matters the most, at least in these sports and the technique matters the most as far as execution and then throwing variable implements matters substantially because it helps improve technique it helps improve strength it sort of is like the bridge from the weight room to the to the circle and it was just uh one of those experiences that that i could then take and that that's that was the jumping off point for me to get in contact with adam nelson i got in contact with adam nelson and he worked with me for about four months and then linked me up with charles poliquin and so that's that's where it was like wow. all of these things really started to like come together for me as a coach it was like okay now I can go learn from Paul Quinn I can implement some of the stuff I'm doing with Dr. B or some of the stuff I learned from Dr. B and then for me it was all right how can I get a kid that I'm going to get locally 
that's a normal and I we call them like a normal person. How can I get it? What's the best system that I can create to get a normal person to the world class level? I'm smiling because the word I use is NARP, uh, non athletic related person. Wait, you you split you broke out there a little bit. I just saw I just heard unathletic. <clears throat> I said uh, the the word that I have been taught before was NARP, N A R P yeah. for non athletic related person, right? Yeah, 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 yep, yep, yeah, exactly. Um, and then with it, like so after that little kind of foundational period of training with. Dr. B, when did any of the specialization or the, the, you know, the SDEs, how did those get kind of in, in, laid out? And maybe you didn't see it right away because you were the athlete. And now with the coaches lens on, you're like, ah, you know what? That's what he was doing. You, yo, you broke up again there. The first part of the question. I don't know if that's my end. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. So what I was saying is for you looking back, you had that, you know, foundation phase and then when did some of those CE special developmental exercises get placed in? And maybe you didn't realize it when you were an athlete, but now okay. looking mm -hmm. back as the coach, when did you start to see it happen? Um, I think that's a, the interesting part was like, like CE stuff. Dude, we were doing that. Like the first program I was there, we were doing like half turns with dumbbells. Like, I, and I would, I mean, CE in my mind is like a competitive exercise essentially right am i wrong with that quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button it helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released so again please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content and with that let's get back to the show yeah no that's the, the for what i've understood is yeah. it's the actual thing so it would be yeah. throwing the shot put you know so like a sde would be that hey quarter turns with the dumbbell because it's yeah. specialized it's 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 a portion of it it's not the real thing it's heavier but, but it's the i guess that's exercise. what i would call it yeah, yeah 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 so he he like the only thing i would say that was different across the programs was the first program I would take a standing throw and then I would walk out and he would have us throw it back. So we were throwing like probably like 50 reps a session for about five to five to six weeks. And then we stopped doing that like throwback exercise. That's when it became, all right, now you just take three stands and then we go right into fulls and we were doing half turns with dumbbells. So the SDE first program, uh, we would do half turns with concrete block out outside. Uh, we would do it into a wall indoors, like the whole, like right away, you know, right away we were doing that stuff. So I, I think that's where in, in maybe I should go back and look at my actual, I mean, that was also 2007, 2008. I should probably go back and just look at the journals. And I, I use his books a lot for guiding uh, like benchmarks for athletes now, but we were doing Dude, we were doing like the special development stuff like immediately right away. Like even the even the now I, I also I had a good base of strength. Like I had benched at the time my best bench was like two twenty kilos, like four eighty in in college. I had a very good squat. I could snatch well and so when when he would give us snatches like it was a hundred K snatches as fast as you could go, like boom, boom, boom. And we had a 
a guy come in, Justin Rohde, who he got put on like a more strength developed program, but I never got those that that style of program. Um, but yeah, in my mind, it was like not much changed from that first training session to when I was like peaking. He would just monitor what what was happening based off of the training and he would see because we would measure every session and to me like the measurement of the distance that we were throwing in every session with the implement weight that was sort of like how he would monitor like the weight room it was like okay this is the metric that we're we're using so these days of the program you're up these days of the program you're down um, and then using that for future programs to predict when you would be up to 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 get a, a big response for a bigger throw um, you know, do I think that that's the best, absolute best system for throwing? Like, probably not, but like it worked. And like, dude, we have Dr. B standing there and he's telling you like, yo, you can do better. You can throw farther. Like you're immediately going to throw farther because the dude was the nicest guy. On yeah. The let's say you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also like one of those dudes that you just, you buy into him and it's like, I think that so the biggest thing I, I spent a lot of time going to his house and interviewing him and just asking him questions and he would lay on his couch and half, half the time I think he was asleep uh, but he one time he, he sits up and he starts screaming at me and he's like every system works every system works you have to measure what you need to get from the athlete and every single program can work as long as you're measuring success as long as you're measuring what what forces somebody to, to not throw as far and as long as you can create this this energy around the group, like you just have to be the coach that pulls them along and make sure that the athletes aren't drinking too much, make sure that the athletes are eating well, make sure that they're recovering. And that's it. Like it's basically three specific things. And when he told me that, it's like, okay. So like everybody looked at what he was doing as this like secret sauce. And it's like, yeah, that was his secret sauce, but everybody has their own secret sauce, really. You're right. With you, you hit the nail on the head, in my opinion, about the the not drinking, eating properly, and recovering because that hit home to me because there was a kid who was a really good receiver for us at Towson – 